Yeah, I just hit record. Um, no, we can cut no this first part out too if we have to, but um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, was out shoveling snow for the last eight hours. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you guys are out there yeah. grinding today. Yeah, not uh, not ideal, but luckily I'm not in the rotation for a BP throwing tomorrow, so I get an extra day of rest. Um, That's nice. I know I'm I'm gonna be feeling it, man. <laughs> How long were you out there? Oh, since nine thirty until the whole thing. well until yeah what four forty five I think it's crazy man how's the field look for tomorrow is it, I mean it'll be playable it'll be ready yeah yeah it's gonna be uh the outfield's gonna be a little sloppy but uh, we had the field tarp on there in the infield so should be okay I don't know we'll find out nothing we haven't Ooh. seen before yeah for sure <laughs> you guys are playing Saint Cloud tomorrow yeah yeah. Um, and what, what's his name? David Kroger, I believe, is the yeah. coach there. Um, feel like my brother and I played against him growing up. I don't, that really? last name is familiar. But, yeah, no, uh, so, I mean, I, they're a good team. I know they went to the World Series last year, so it uh, should be a good challenge for us. We're supposed to play them uh, next weekend. Yeah, yeah, I so. saw that. Because we were <laughs> – we were looking ahead and like, okay, where could we squeeze these guys in next week? Because they're going down mm-hmm. to Indian Hills. And then, like, well, they're not going to want to play 12 games in six days. So, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But glad that's over with. Uh, just in time for it to snow again on Thursday. We're supposed to get, like, six, eight, six, eight inches again. So No way. Yeah, just, just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But – well, it's uh, it's good we could finally do this. I haven't done one of these since January, um, and then of course, yeah. the moment I reach out to you about doing one, I get stuck out shoveling snow all day. Yeah, that's it. Isn't that the way it works? That's Midwest and, baseball right there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I shared the notes with you, but you know, we can just we can just chop it up, get into it, and um, we'll kind of start with. I don't know if I got this right. Um, mm-hmm. So I know you played at Itasca in Grand Rapids, yep. right? And then um, played at University of Minnesota Duluth. Yep. And then I believe after your playing career, this is one year at Luther College. Yep. Two years at Southwest Minnesota State. Yep. Another one year or two years at Luther? One year at Luther. And then and then Morehead late State. Yep. For one year? One year. And then back to Luther. With, uh, like, yeah, basically. Like we went to South Carolina for a month and then came home. Okay. That, oh, that's right. Yep, yep, okay. And then IMG Academy. Yep. <clears throat> and now Dakota County. That's right. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a right. lot of travel so, in there. Yeah, no, uh, no kidding. Um, uh, uh, where to begin, I guess, is the question. I'll just kind of let you uh, take us through that whole that whole thing. What prompted the moves? Like, what I mean, just kind of walk us through that whole process. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously playing the two years, you know, Itasca, it's a two-year program, and then, you know, got a chance to go to University of Minnesota Duluth and, and finish my playing career. And just at Luther, when I took that first job, you know, I kind of reached out to a couple of people. I was like, hey, I really want to get into college coaching. Like, where where can I start? 
you know, like, how do I get my foot in the door? You know, I kind of thought the whole thing was if you were a pro ball guy or if you were just a stud athlete, that's how you got it. And I learned that wasn't always it. Um, and so luckily, my head, head baseball coach at Itasca, Justin Lampa, who's still there now, um, you know, is in Grand Rapids and, and new coach Nickel and, and new Brian. And so uh, Brian had just gotten the head job at Luther and was looking for a pitching guy. And I was just trying to get in. So the position was like $2,500 for the year and some free housing. And I jumped all over it. <clears throat> I was like, this is the break I needed. Like, I'll go and do it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, and basically when I got hired, it was kind of, you know, if you do well enough, we'll work hard and see if we can get you a, a graduate assistant job to continue the coaching thing. Mm -hmm. Cause for me, I was like, I mean, you obviously can't make a living on $2,500. So I was looking <laughs> for the next, the next thing. Um, but luckily Brian gave me an opportunity to recruit, you know, I got to work with, you know, you and, and some really some good athletes and just kids that like wanted to work and just like, okay, like. I got to fail a little bit. I got to do a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm not sure a lot of head coaches would have been able to, but luckily Brian's first year, like <clears throat> we were all figuring it out together. And so I was lucky that he let me kind of do whatever I wanted and, and try and learn. And I'm sure I did a lot of dumb stuff that first year <laughs> that like, what was I thinking? Um, but that's kind of part of it, you know, as, as weird as it sounds like he just, got to fail a bunch to then start to figure and yeah i'm still doing it now and there's no way I'm, i have a perfect system um but you know i take little things everywhere i've been and, and try and make it a little bit better uh so after that first year i must have done something okay and uh interviewed and got the job at southwest and I worked for coach blanchard who's, who's still there and, and it was a great experience um you know it was we see the game very differently i thought early on in my career I, you know being a young coach I thought I knew a lot. I thought I knew how this should be done. You know, I was a go, go, go type guy. And I think we butted heads a little bit. And I think now looking back, like I, I understand it. Like, you know, it's kind of one of those things like you need a couple of years away to kind of, okay, that's why. Or the relationships, a lot of that stuff was, was big. Doing a lot of, like we worked football games, basketball games, doing anything we could to help the athletic department. <clears throat> and at a small college, that's what you have to do. And so I thought the biggest thing I learned there was outside of the game, almost. Like, I mean, we, we learned a lot about baseball X's and O's, and he's one of the smartest baseball people I still, to this day, talk to. And it's one of those things that, you know, I'll probably never catch up to that. But the stuff outside of it, what he taught me, I still, and you know, preach that every day. Uh, it's just like the team, yeah. you know, ETR, uh, earn the right, you know, you know, one of the things I use with our guys now, it's not the best nine always, it's the right nine that are going to get in the lineup. And Bingo. I was like, man, that, you know, I didn't really get that early on. I was like, why? Best nine got to play. How are we supposed to score runs? This, this, you know, and you know, now it's, you know, I'm going to go down. If we're going to lose games, I want to go down with the guys that are doing what we ask are working hard and, you know, and the last at bat of the game is the guy at the plate that we all trust is going to do the work because he's been there doing it. Or is it the guy everyone's like, man, he's a good player, but he's kind of an asshole, you know, like yeah. that's yeah. not, that's not the guy we want to go down with. So, you know, those are, those are some principles I've taken from him and, and still use. Uh, but after that two year program, right. You got to look for another job. And mm -hmm. 
must have done something right where I got a, got a chance to go back to Luther and took over as their full-time pitching coach and recruiting coordinator. So then, you know, that first year or that second, that second time back at Luther was cool because, you know, you got to be around a lot of guys that we recruited that first year um, with Coach Ishing and Coach Nickel. And it was just cool to kind of be around, you know, you guys and just start to work with what we, you know, we thought could happen a couple years prior. So now you got to kind of reap those benefits a little bit. You got to, you know, see the talent that was going to be there and and knew that we were off to the right start. We just needed these guys to get into place. That first recruiting class is, it's always the the most important, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't start off on the right foot, I mean, it's really hard to then get back on that track. You got to find the right kids right away that, you know, they don't see the record. Um, They see the vision of what you're trying to do. And once they buy in and they see it, it's like, okay, now we've got it. And still, it's really cool to go back. And we were obviously super successful. I mean, a couple of national pitchers of the week, a couple of no hitters. I mean, you're in that group. Um, I mean, what do we have? An All American in that group. Yeah. I mean, it was pitcher, pitcher of the year, too. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was a special group. Like, it was a, it was a really fun. It was a fun group to be a part of. And I think that's what made the decision to leave really, really hard. Um, right. You know, I had some opportunities earlier in the summer and I turned them down because I was like, you know what? I really believe in what we're doing here. And we got all you guys coming back. Like our best teams are coming and you guys had just come off of going to the national tournament. So I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's make a run. Like let's, let's create kind of what they're doing now. I mean, it is, yeah. I mean, just turn that thing into it's rolling, you know, and it's hard work. Yeah. And so, you know, it got later in the summer and it was like August and, you know, I saw Moorhead state was looking for an assistant and, um, you know, a coach that I got to know on the recruiting trail, PJ McEntee was at Mankato state as an assistant. Oh, sure. Yeah. He kind of, you know, I, I sent it to him and I was like, what do you think? Um, Cause a couple years prior, he was the volunteer assistant at Moorhead state. And so weird, weird thing is he goes, you know, I think you'd be great for that position. So I emailed my stuff in, he contacted them and it was one interview. And then I had to decide, was that going to be the route? And I think for me, it took a minute because, you know, obviously your group was still there and we, we knew we were going to be really successful. And I think just part of me would have regretted it if I didn't go. I think, you know, we all have this idea of what Division One baseball is, right? Like, you see it on TV, you, you just try and figure out what is it all about. And so I was like, I, I got to go. I got to see it. I got to go try it. And I'm glad I did. You know, honestly, for my coaching career as a volunteer assistant, you know, back to baking, no money, in, in a mm-hmm. more at Kentucky, which is in the most beautiful place in the world. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's not like – Right. You know, you're in the Daniel Boone Forest, but it's not like you got a ton of stuff around you. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good. I mean, we won 40 games with a team for the first time in school history with a team that, you know, took Clemson to the 11th the year prior in the tournament. And I was like, man, this is a pretty cool opportunity. You know, if I'm going to make a jump, I want to go somewhere where like, they believe we're going to win. And we're going to be successful. And so that was ultimately what it was about. Like, I felt that was the best chance to kind of get out of the Midwest. Um, you know, Coach Nickel and Coach Blanchard are all on the same tree that comes under Blanche. And those are all really good baseball people. And those are guys that I still trust with everything that I ask questions for. And 
I kind of wanted to see what other what other baseball was like, you know, yeah. like just what baseball in the South. I mean, Kentucky is kind of on that borderline of what's South and what's not. But, yeah. you know, I went and I got to see and work with four guys like Mike McGuire, who's the head coach, Adam Brown, who's the pitching guy, and Kane Sweeney, who's the hitting guy. You know, all four of us worked on the field every day. Um, we did all of the grunt work. It was that was probably what I needed most. I think I was starting to get comfortable and thinking like, I'm starting to become really good at this. I, th I thought, and I didn't need to do the field work, you know, like, or I didn't, you know, I just, we're above that now it's division one. And to sit there and look at those guys on the field with me with no questions asked really was eye opening. Like these guys are really good at their profession. And they're right next to me picking weeds in the infield or cutting the grass. Like it wasn't just all you, you're the volunteer, you do it. Like, and they totally could have, and I would have done it, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So I hold myself to that standard now. I'm just, you know, there's no job too big for the guy that's in the big chair. Like I think right. that's where respect is built. And so that's, that was really cool. And those are still guys I'm super close with and it's, fun to build those relationships with those guys. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that's, uh, as someone who hasn't yet left the Midwest, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I think that's something that you owe to yourself. The more, the more that I learn, the more that I'm around, uh, as a full-time guy now, it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in any hurry to get out of here by any means, but at the same time, like I know in the future, there's, there's going to be a, one of those, you know, there's a fork in the road, which way am I going to go? Um, yep. and I think I try not to think about it too much cause I'm trying to, I, I'm just, I'm right here right now. This is where I am, but I do, I do understand. And I think, I think if it's, it's really something worth doing, you're going to have to take a chance at some point. And yeah, I can't imagine that was a, that was an easy decision, but at the same time, obviously I think, Obviously, it worked out for you, but when you when you know that uh, the guys that you were working with at Luther were going to be around, like you knew your impact was going to last there. Um, so I think, yeah, that's all I have on that. But uh, you you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, I think if it, if it makes you nervous, it's probably worth it. You know, if you're just you're super comfortable, then that's when things like for me. I didn't want to get comfortable. Like I was starting to get really nervous that that, that might be a bad thing. Um, but yeah, like you're right. I mean, growing up in a state where it's, you know, we just got three inches of snow. You just said like you might get eight inches on Thursday. I mean, that's where the difference happens. Like coaching at Moorhead, like we had a small indoor that's like tennis courts that they, they cut the tennis team, but they had some nets in there. We could do some stuff in and I had to, I had to legitimately teach our guys how to throw long toss into a net because some of them had never thrown into a net in their entire lives. And yeah. I was like, like, this is amazing to me. But here we go. <laughs> like, this is what the idea is. And to this day there, I mean, it's like still blows my mind that we had to kind of discuss thrown into a net with a group of guys that had no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, if that opportunity ever comes up or, it's gotta be the right situation because there are some spots that have bad, like you legitimately are on your own as a volunteer mm -hmm. and it's, or it's, or only camp money coming in 
luckily I was able to get a small stipend with some camp stuff just to make ends meet. It's hard. I mean, and, and that's what stinks about our game is I don't think we have enough paid or being paid to what maybe the work we put in. And we may never, but you know, just the non-scholar, the scholarship sports and the, the revenues. And, and I understand all that stuff, but with roster sizes and what you need in baseball, you know, I, I think we should start to relook or relook at, you know, what, uh, yeah. where the money is um, with some of that stuff. But, you know, that's, that's just me. I'm just a small guy over here that yeah. making those decisions. So, well, and, and that's something you can go on for a while about. So we'll save yeah. that for another time, but <laughs> no, I hear you loud and clear. Um, but yeah, I mean, back, you know, just kind of back to that more, you know, we, we finished, you know, game shy going to the NCAA tournament. Um, with a really good team, like I said, we you know 40 wins for the first time in school history, and you know I think our head coach is probably on ready to go. That was year seven at Moorhead, and I think you know as a group we, for him especially, he's like I think we took it really far. You know, to just what we had in that league, you know our, our stadium, and just we didn't have a lot of the nice things. I should put it that way, and you know I think it was time. I think they were ready to move. And so they got an opportunity to go to the University of South Carolina Upstate, um, which is another mid-major division one that they're still at and doing a great job. I mean, now they've got really nice facilities. You're in the South and it's just a little bit better. I think, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things and, and they're, they have it rolling. And mm-hmm. so for me, you know, I was down there for about a month and had to make that decision of, you know, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, was the head strength coach at Luther, and I couldn't ask her to leave, you know, a really good paying job to go watch me make peanuts down in South Carolina. <laughs> um, so that was, I mean, that was a super hard decision. I mean, it was one of those things like, man, I, you know, I left for something, and then, you know, you just didn't feel like you were completely done with it. And I think, you know, that's always kind of one of those things you always wonder, you know, what if, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I have a family, you know, I have a wife now. We have a great home here in Minneapolis. You know, we, we have a baby, you know, coming in June. Like, there's a lot of great things that came from that. And you know, but you always wonder. I think you always have that. You wonder, you know, what could be the situation. Um, but that year back at Luther was tough. I mean, working basically as a volunteer, small part time, trying to help out with whatever I could with coach nickel again. And cause Tyler Vaughn was the pitching guy. And I, you know, I obviously wanted to let him do his thing. I mean, he's, he earned that position. I wasn't going to go in there and try and I've done this before. Like I got it. You know, this is a great, this is his opportunity. So I, I got a chance to learn from him where, you know, I didn't deal with a lot of technology stuff. So he was one of the first guys I'd been around that really kind of had an idea of what a lot of it was. Um, we had rap Soto at Moorhead and I got to learn that stuff, but, you know, he's pretty good at that stuff. And I, I really appreciated that time with Tyler and we ended up living together for that year. It was kind of cool. Like just, you know, create a good bond. And, um, and then we had to work at TG just to make ends meet. Um, yeah. So that, and that I knew baseball coaching is what I wanted to do because for the first time in my life, I was waking up doing a job that was actually a job to me. And I hated it. Now I really enjoy their beer. Like love their beer, but I hated making <laughs> You know, like it's just one of those yeah. things that, that doesn't get me up. Like it doesn't, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, you know, that as the opportunities come, I mean, 
my wife's boss got a job at IMG and wanted to hire her, her hire her as to run the whole soccer program down there. And for her, that's an unbelievable opportunity. And so that was an immediate yes for us. And luckily for me, baseball was looking to hire. Um, I mean, there's like 30 coaches down there and they happened to have one open and applied and interviewed and luckily got the job. I was ready. Like I was applying all over down there just to find something to stay within yeah. the game. Um, because for an opportunity for her, I mean, we got to go, you know, and that was another chance for us to live on our own. We, we just got married. So we were going to go, you know, live down there. What we thought would be five years and then maybe start to reassess what, what it would look like um, starting a family and coming back to the Midwest. Um, but that actually, you know, it happened sooner than we had originally thought. So, you know, that right. that back, you know, she's now at St. Thomas as, you know, I had assistant strength coach there with uh, men's and women's basketball and um, volleyball, women's soccer and track. And then luckily Dakota County was looking for a head coach and applied and there's a crazy process, but it's a great place. And it's a really good place for me to start as a head coach. I mean, it's, uh, I'm really lucky with the group of people I'm around every day. I mean, especially the guys, you know, it's one of those things yeah. that they could have left I mean, a lot of them stuck it out. Some people left and I'll be forever grateful for those guys that are still there or are here now. I mean, that first year is just trying to keep your head above water. I'm still doing it. I mean, even today, like I had a million things going on. Like, am I going to be ready for our first game Friday? Like, do I have charts? Do I have lineup cards? Do I have just like things you don't think about because you're so worried about getting the guys ready that now it's yes. the back end stuff that I'm now just starting to yes. work. So it's been uh, it's been a crazy path, um, but you know it's it's been awesome. Um, I wouldn't change it. You know, it's it's kind of led me here, and who knows what the next twenty years hold. You know, it's kind of yeah. one of those that that's why every day is so fun to wake up and go to work. And it, everything just fell into place, like you mentioned. You said the word luck or lucky probably fifteen times there, and I was like, yeah, that's all that stuff happening in the same. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, coach, the other coach Bartle gets a job down at IMG and it's like, oh yeah, well, they're actually looking for a baseball coach. Weird. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. but I, I've always been a big believer in, you know, that's just, that's just kind of how, I don't know, that, that's just kind of how things work. Like if it's meant to be that way, you know, it sounds corny now that I think mm -hmm. about it, but, um, but obviously there was something that you both were doing right there that, that kind of let those things come together. So very I cool. So. I, mean, I want to think so. I mean, you kind of create your own luck, right? I mean, just based on the work you've put in and, you know, I, I want to say that's why, I mean, if this if DCTC wouldn't have been open, we were still ready to come back. And again, I'd have to look for another job to sure. hopefully find something um in baseball I mean that was the goal um but I was getting ready to again find another job just to be back home you know it was kind yeah. of a cool chance to come back to Minnesota yeah yeah no that's awesome and uh I wrote a couple things down there um you mentioned this somewhere towards the beginning uh you mentioned having the 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 right nine not the best nine yeah um so my question for you is what does the right guy do? I mean, the right guy, I think, is what – it's funny because when we're younger, I think we all, you know, we joke with each other about, like, oh, you're a teacher's pet. 
And now as a coach, like those are the guys we want. Like we want the coach's pet. Like you want the guy that's doing everything you ask. I mean, just we'll do whatever coach. Like I trust you. I mean, we've built a, like, obviously you have to build a relationship with each guy to then open that door to then, yeah, they'll give you everything they have. Um, and the, the right nine to me is you can look at every guy in that dugout and be like, this guy's earned that spot. You know, if you can come to me and tell me why maybe you're better for that position than that guy, you know, can you do that with him sitting in the room next to you? You know, that's one of those things that, I mean, I think it's easy to say like, oh, I should be playing over so-and-so, you know, I'm hitting better than him, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. Yes, you might be, but can you get the bunt down if we need you to in a really big situation? Um, you know, are you going to be able to move the runner when we need you to with, you know, maybe it's late in the game or at second base and we just need a ground ball on the right side, or are you going to be taking big hacks to try and hit that two run homer, which, you know, we'll love you if you hit the two run homer, but, I'll probably just give you a big, uh, as big a hug if you just move the guy to third base to let your teammate then yeah. score the run. You know, those those little things, it's funny because I'm talking about it and I think back to my time at Southwest and those were the things that really kind of like, I didn't get. I was like, why? I mean, why do we have to move him? Like he's already in scoring position, yeah. hit a double off the wall, we're good. Like it's easy to say that, but yeah. there's a lot. Like the pitcher's not going to just let you move the guy. He's not going to just let you do things. There's... Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it, man. And and for me, it's uh, it it's like who who's gonna, you know, who's gonna notice that there's a baseball sitting out after practice? You know, who's gonna who's gonna walk around outside the fence to to make sure that we got everything that we need? You know, like take care of this stuff outside of you know the X's and O's. I think is is what defines the right guy for me. Um, and like you said, the biggest factor is trust always will be. Um, and it's, it's crazy how that seems to be the biggest thing, but yet that's, it's one of the most rare things too. You know what I mean? And when you have somebody who's put together the X's and O's part with, you know, the stuff outside of that, I mean, that's when you got something special. And I think, I think as a first-year head coach, I imagine that's a challenge for you to – I'm not – I mean, you know, you, you're kind of getting your feet wet. You can, you know what you're doing, but you're kind of getting your feet wet, new place, new people. I mean, can you kind of just walk me through that? What's that like, you know, trying to trying to figure out, trying to, to get your system in place, but you understand what I'm saying there? No, for, for sure. Um it's interesting because like, so the fall, um, before I get into it, like I started doing the whole thing myself. When I, when I took the job, I, I didn't hire any assistants until November. We don't have a ton of money to give out to our assistants. So it's a lot of part-time positions. So you have to find a couple of unique individuals who have good paying full-time jobs, but yet are willing to, to spend some time with you and your team to help towards a common goal. So like you got to get really lucky. And I did, you know, Garrett Boyum, and Chase Henches are, are my two assistants and they're awesome. Um, you know, it's super great to have those two there every day now. Um, but early on, like trying to do everything yourself was, was really hard. I mean, I was every day out on the field, like you got the pitchers doing something. I got to work with the infielders, the outfielders. I'm trying to keep going. Got catchers looking for work. Like 
everyone's looking at you for that next thing. So you had to be pretty organized to make sure we're kind of moving in the right direction. And I think I got lucky in the fact of we only have 19 guys on our roster right now. So that's a really terrifying thing as a baseball coach because you need nine guys to play. So if you're, you're an injury away, uh, bad grades away from having, you know, almost not enough to play a full season. And, and so that's where this year will be really interesting. Um, you know, my ideal number for guys is anywhere from anywhere in the 30, 35, 40 range is going to be the ideal number for me. And we got a lot of work to do to get to that number. So, you know, it's just going to be really interesting with a small group that we really all, us 19, it's as true as it's ever been that we're going to need every single one of those guys to get to where we want to go. And so I think it makes maybe delivering a message a little bit easier because it's legitimately just us. Yeah. You don't have, we don't like, we're not three deep everywhere. We're not, I mean, we have six two ways. So we got six pitchers that also play a position. I mean, it's, it's super unique. And I think that's where a lot of the time I spend is like figuring out like, okay, this guy comes into pitch, who can I put there? So then I got to take this guy and put him here. And then like, it's a lot. And then and, you start playing, you start playing six to eight games in a week. Like, I mean, you said it, you got to figure I mean, it we, out though. We all know one of those guys in your six games isn't probably getting out of the second inning. So then yep. where do we go? And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm nervous, but I'm super excited because these guys have worked their butts off. So, I mean, Friday can't get here soon enough. But, you know, I just hope for good health in these guys and just they're doing everything we ask, and that's all you yeah. can ask for. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see. You know, it's <laughs> I really like our group. You know, I, I just, you know, I think we all wish we had maybe 10 just guys that we could feel comfortable right. with just off the bench. Um, so right. it'd be cool. Like I, I'm really, I've never been a part of a team this small and you know, I'm super interested to see how this goes for us all. Good. Yeah. And I think it, that kind of ties in, you know, like when you're at Moorhead state, you were talking about how you don't really have all the nice stuff, like just the same as it, it, you might be shorthanded at times, but like you got to figure it out. Right. And I think when you piece it all together and maybe things start going well for you and, and you start, you start cooking a little bit, Mm -hmm. it's that much more special you know what I mean like versus this D1 Juco out there who's got 70 guys and a 80 yard indoor facility you know yep. like hey man we can do the same stuff as you with less uh, I think that's way cooler so yep. and I think that was certainly Nickel had had a part in that with uh you know the way he kind of built that system and that culture down there um just do more with less that's like that's kind of the 100%. name of the game so i, I thought he, that was cool told, that tied in. one of my favorite quotes he told me and i still use this is like the kid with the nicest bat isn't always the best player and i was like hey it's really well said because it's it's so true yeah i mean just you know little grinders some blue collar guys that's, that's what we are yeah yeah no that's awesome um, and that, that's actually a good, so the other thing you said, uh, this is way back at the beginning again, um, you talked about the vision, uh, for now I can't remember what part it was, but 
you, you mentioned the vision and getting guys to, I believe this was maybe your, your first, you were talking about your first recruiting class at Luther. Yeah. Um, and, and so when you came back that second time, um, you know, these were the guys who they didn't look at the record in previous years. They, they just wanted to, you know, they believed in what you had presented to them essentially. Um, so I guess the question is uh, how, how do you, how do you get people to believe in that vision? Like what, what does that look like? I think if you, if you believe it, you know, I think you can portray that message. You know, I think it's easy to, to see, like you, if you get an uncomfortable feeling with somebody, you probably know like, all right, there's something that maybe they're hiding. And I like, I just tell people like, listen, this is what we have. I want you on like my biggest thing here at DCTC is, you got to come see the campus because our baseball facilities are top notch. I mean, we have a beautiful stadium and an indoor that has turf and it's three batting cages long. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, it's a really nice setup for junior college that I think a lot of four years in this state would really like. And so for me, it's just showing guys like we can get you better in two years. It's betting on yourself for two more years to see how good we can get because the schools that want you right now, the schools are going to want you again in two more years, maybe worse, or maybe they want you more because now you've just shown for two years, you can play. You know, it's really hard. I mean, you know how it is. Like it's really hard to recruit guys and expect, all right, I think this guy's going to fit into this and this. And, and then if it doesn't happen, it's like, all right, now where do we go? And it's like, well, right. you go to the junior college route to go grab that guy that's that can do it. And so that's the vision for me. Um, you know, we don't have a conference. So we, we can kind of play whoever we want. And once we get into the tournament, we have some really good opportunities to make a run at it. You know, baseball is a crazy game where, you know, you get a hot pitcher, bad bounce, and all of a sudden you look up and you might be leading when you probably have no business being in the game right now. And, you know, we're not fully funded. You know, we don't like the Iowa Jucos are, are huge. Yes. For, we we recruit very heavily against those teams and, you know, we're not going to get every guy because, you know, we can't offer, you know, full scholarships or on campus housing. So for me, it's, you know, you pay a little bit in, so you get a little bit of money from us possibly, but you're, you're investing in yourself. You're investing in your academics. You're investing in your living. So like you have to stay the course because if you don't, you're not wasting your own money. And that hurts a little bit deeper than wasting somebody else's money. So once you buy into that vision, it's like, okay, you stay on it. And it's where we go. And it, the other part of it, you know, at Moorhead, we recruited a lot of junior college athletes. And, you know, we really never knew what we were getting from junior college guys because there's something lacking, whether it's academics, uh, maybe not always super smart on the baseball field, um, injuries, something is, there's something there. And for me, I want to make sure that all of those areas are covered. So then guys in four-year schools keep coming back to us. We can hammer out the stuff that is on the outside part of baseball and you can handle yourself as an adult. It's going to make baseball and that coaching staff love you even more because nobody wants to deal with a headache that can't handle his business off the field, right? It goes back to that right nine. Like you said, picking up baseballs, all that stuff. I mean, coaches, we don't forget that stuff. We see you picking up baseballs, trash, whatever it is. We don't forget that. We also don't forget when you throw your helmet and you act like a baby if the bat happens. So, you know, there's just a lot of that that goes into right. 
building or trying to build a program. I think I'm doing it the right way. I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm failing in some areas and that's all you can do is look back and be like, all right, where can I get better? And yeah, just what I try and do, you know, each day when I look in the mirror, it's like, all right, can I be better today? Where I need to be better in certain areas today than I was yesterday. Cause these guys are counting on, it. you know, just like I'm counting on them to play well when, when the lights come on, you know, they're counting on me to put them in the right positions to then get what they want out of coming to our school. They're coming to us for yeah. something. So I need to make yeah. this about them. This isn't about me. I'm trying to just pour in as much info as I can into you guys. And then it's hopefully we've given you enough to then make your next couple of years successful. And then from there on out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you nailed it. I mean, I, there are times where I personally struggle with, are we doing things how we're supposed to be doing them? Or like, are we, like, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like, I think, I think being honest with yourself about not having everything figured out is step number one. Step number two is just like, okay, here's what I believe is going to help us and help you individually. Let's just, let's just roll with it. Let's all just, let's all just say, yep. Okay. This is it. We're going to do it. And you know, even if it's not the best plan or the best system, I think if you get the group to buy into it, it's going to be more beneficial than the perfect plan that not everybody believes in, you know, and that I just keep coming back to that. I think for me, that's the biggest thing for me. It's just like, Hey, hey this is what we're doing. I just need us all to believe in it and it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, and, and I'm sure I'll learn some things and I'll change some things. But for right now, what we're doing, if you just believe in it, man, and just go all in, I think it's, it's foolproof. It works every time. So, yes. so that's kind and, of where and every we're team at. is different. You know, every yeah. team is different. This team that I'm coaching now, I'm sure is going to be much different than next year's team. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we might have to play a different style of baseball than maybe I maybe want to and maybe it might be four or five years until we get to that style and i think that was something i took from brian like he wants to run the bases constantly and that first year we really couldn't because we didn't have the team built to do that right now i mean you want to go look at their stats i mean they're every single one of the guys one through nine can run and it's, it's like a nightmare if you're the other it's team a it's a nightmare <laughs> So that's, it took eight years to get to a lineup where, you, you know, they look at that thing. So, you know, that, that's also part of the perspective also, you know, you know, you don't want to always say like, well, in a couple of years we'll be better. Well, no, because you have to work up to that, but you have still have to keep that vision alive of where, you know, what do we need? What pieces do we have to get to keep building towards a common goal? You know, and the junior college thing is super interesting, right? Because, you don't have four-year guys. It's two years, and every year you're recruiting new guys. So, like, that turnover can happen fast. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the Iowa Jucos, there's every year, every, you know, probably five to eight years, there's a new one that pops up as, like, the hot one to go to right now. Yeah. Hopefully, at some point, there's a lot of good players in our state that we can become that one. Like, that's, that's if I'm trying to create a vision, that's my vision. Is it's going to take a lot of work because we're, we're always going to be maybe a little bit shorthanded when it comes to money and some other things. But I mean, we're 20 minutes from the twin cities. I mean, it's yeah. tough to beat. 
Sweet. You know, we got we got three kids from Brookings on our team right now, South Dakota, and I bring this up in recruiting all the time. You know, they had never been to an NBA basketball game, and we're able to go the other night because we're 20 minutes away. Like, there's just so yeah. much that is outside of baseball that people forget about because yeah. it's not like baseball is super important. I love the game, but you know, what's, there's, there's life outside of it that I, there's, it's about experiencing, create those experiences with your teammates. And yes, you know, it's just a cool spot. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. It's, it's just funny that we literally have the opposite thing going on here. I don't know if you've ever been to Creston. <laughs> it is no, only an hour. It's only an hour from Des Moines. So, okay. I, but at the same time, it's like, it's a town of 8,000 people. It's like this old railroad town. Like we got a McDonald's and a Taco John's <laughs> and some pretty good yep. local restaurants. But like, I mean, there's not even a movie theater here. Like there's no bowling alley there. Anyway. So on the other side of that coin, it's just like, Hey, it's school and baseball, man. Like if you, if you really want to get better at baseball, we can do that. Yep. You don't you know? need the other stuff. You know? Parties, parties, good looking girls. Forget all that. Like just, <laughs> So you were, it's you interesting. Get that after your hard work. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, we can keep moving on here. Um, that's really good stuff. But uh, I've taken enough of your time, so we'll get we'll move on with the uh, agenda here. Um, I did want to ask you briefly about like this is going to be a lot in one question, so bear with me. But obviously. No when when we first met you know I think we I think we maybe had the plyo care balls I think we had like Mm -hmm. the green ones um but I mean that was pretty much it right like that that was the extent of our (laughs) so I didn't know what j-bands were I bought (laughs) j-bands because I saw an article on, on the internet and I was like hey this this would be a good idea I think (laughs) <laughs> and then we bought them smart genius that was seriously i know like even brian was the one that was helping me figure out what things to buy because i'll be yeah. honest we didn't have any of it in college didn't do right. one band right. didn't throw one heavy ball nothing right thought that was like the worst thing you could do and now <laughs> it's like so song. yeah that, that that's the question is is you've been a lot of different places a lot of different people different cultures you know different levels of competition what i guess how how has your view on all that changed or has it just been like a constant learning process i mean what what's that what's that like i mean it's constant learning i mean i'm still nowhere near where i want to be when it comes to technology and and you see it all the time and i still feel like i'm way behind a lot of people where Mm you know i i just don't use it every day because of what we have right now. Um, but it's one of those things that I've been able to hang my hat on enough knowing like, okay, I think I've done enough decent things with pitchers to put them in good positions to have success. And so if I can add little things to just make that stuff better, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I think I've tried to do. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm seeing some good things out of our guys now, hopefully, you know, the velo jumps start to come, right? That's, that's the sexy thing right now is yeah. be velo or I'm not a good pitcher. And it's like, okay, well, that's not true. Relax. Relax. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is interesting. Like got a chance to use a rap soda at Morehead state. 
that was really cool. Um, did a, dabbled in it a little bit, probably not as much as I should have right away. Um, we got one when I was the second time back at Luther. Again, that's where I learned a lot from Tyler and just trying to figure out what, what is spin rate, what is vertical, you know, angles and all these things mean, you know, the clock, you know, what 12, like, I don't know, like all these things that I didn't really get. Um, so I, I'm glad I had a little idea because going to IMG, you had everything, like almost yeah. too much. Like there's just so <laughs> much, like we would have our coaches meetings and be like, we don't know what some of this data means because we just have so much of it that we don't know how to like separate it. Like how, how do you, and it's like, so then we started to beat our heads against so like, okay, what, how do we simplify it or what can we use more of? Um, so it was cool to be able to, you know, obviously wrap Sotos, we had K vests, we had core velocity belts, we had, I mean, all the plyo balls you wanted. Um, you had big leaguers and managers that were there on a daily basis that you could talk baseball with and figure out why they're doing things. And mm-hmm. having video on every stadium or every field. So then you get to watch video with your guys. And like, that's, it's pretty cool. You know, like just never having that opportunity to do that stuff. It was really cool to have that for a year. And I think that was part of wanting to be there for like five years. It's like really diving in really just, mm-hmm being somewhere for a while and just learning because every day you would sit in an office with eight to 12 guys and I look around the room and I'm the small college guy in the room and I'm looking around at guys that, you know, 13 year minor league careers, you know, Friday night guys in the ACC that played, you know, seven years in minor league baseball, some pro guys. Like it's, you're just around so many baseball guys that, it's hard not to learn anything. You know, you're, just, you're constantly right. just like sitting back and listening. And I, you know, I'll throw my two cents in there once in a while, talking about <laughs> playing up in the cold in northern Minnesota. But you know, they just, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it was it was cool. I mean, it was those are opportunities I, you know, cherish because that gave me a chance to work with that stuff. And here, um, one of my assistants, Garrett, he has his own flight scope. So we set that up every day, every, every week for live ABs. Um, he'll do it with the hitters almost every day and he'll put a projector up on the screen and it just gives us a chance to see where the ball might go when you have, you're in the cages. And that at least is something because it's keeps the guys hitting. It's just fun. Like as, as good as the information is, I think a lot of it is like keeps them around, keeps them doing something to just keep pushing themselves towards something. So I've got some ideas for the next couple of years on where I want to put some money and, and do some things technology wise. And hopefully we can get there um, because right. we do have a great setup to house it. Um, but then again, if, if we can't, we'll be smart with what we have and, you know, we'll see, hopefully we're, we're developing our guys like I, I plan to and, you know, right. that stuff will come. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you there. That's the most important thing, right. Is, is, returning the investment uh that those guys make in your program um so yeah i mean you talked you talked a little bit about how you've you've kind of been on both sides of you know we have pretty much everything that we would ever need and more and then we have not so much got got enough but not not a lot so is it just kind of like finding a balance between you know and, and kind of relate this to the technology stuff and, and new school thinking, but like, 
how do you balance, you know, I guess a more old school approach. I don't want to call it old school because it's not really, but you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. if you're not technology based, like how do you balance the two? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think it's a great question. I think it's something that I still am trying to find my way through it. I think what is really nice, especially in our state right now in Minnesota, like we have a lot of really, really good club coaches right now that I think really are investing in their players. And I think early in my career, there was a separation. There was a like, I don't want you to go and work with those club people because either maybe guys were threatened or I'm not really sure why. Um, but I think that has changed. Um, I think a lot of our guys like are seeing the value in their club coaches. And there's a lot of guys that have a ton of experience and mm-hmm. have worked in professional baseball or worked in college. And, you know, they've just gotten out for whatever reason it is. And now to me, I've always looked at it as like, it's almost a, oh, oh, it's a good thing. I think for me, at least where mm-hmm. we don't have the technology, but all of our guys have come from some sort of a club and they can go back to that club and get, numbers if they need to over the winter or the summer and like we can come up with collaborative approaches to get what we need because in my opinion I don't think you need a rap soda every time you throw a bullpen or a live session at some point the goal is to get the other guy out so I don't know I think I kind of try and take the at least right now I try and take the approach of we're the game over here you are doing the technology and maybe implementing trying to get a better spin or try to improve your slider or whatever it is and get your numbers to know if it's working with, with your club coaches. And then you come and bring it here. Obviously we work on a lot of stuff throughout the week and try and get better on pitches and location and all this stuff. But if I don't have it, I mean, those guys trust those guys. So I'm, why would I not trust our guys? And I've started to meet a lot of yeah. these other coaches because we'll recruit their guys. So if we can have a great relationship, it's only going to help baseball and help our state and hopefully help us in recruiting. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's something that, you know, uh, we occasionally get a guy from up in that area who has come from one of those academies or clubs or whatever. And uh, it, it's tough. Cause like I, Look, I have no problem if you want if you want to take whatever you learned there and use it here. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm still going to I'm still going to try to give you my point of view, my perspective on everything. Like I'm not going to stand in your way if if you think this is what's best for you and that's really what you believe in. Like you know, uh, yep, like I said, I'll pitch I'll pitch in when I feel like it's necessary, but I'm a firm believer in in doing what you really truly believe in so um yeah no it, it was it was tough to kind of grasp at first but like i mean I, i'm gonna set my ego aside every time like i don't yeah. i don't care who you feel like is making you better I, you know my my job is to one help you get better individually but ultimately build this program and, and you know kind of enhance the reputation so to speak so i'm not going to stand in anybody's way um i'm all for that i think it's really great that you said that too that's awesome i think one thing that is that's kind of helped me is i'll tell guys because i'm like you 
you know, I, I'm going to give you my, what I believe, and this is kind of the structure of what we're doing and like wanting to try it. Right. Even if it doesn't, even if it feels weird, it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, like we're so accustomed to not wanting to leave our comfort zone so much that once you've found something you like, it's almost like a foreign language to try something else or you'll try it. But like you're not giving it your full effort because you want to you want for some reason to say my way is better. And so if you can just pull that like the best people always want to be coached, right? You'll see every elite athlete, you know, will say like, I love being coached. It's like, well, we can get to that mindset of just, you know, small things here and there is really good. Like, so uh, John Russell was our field man or field manager at IMG. Okay. John was a bench coach for the Orioles for like eight years with Luck Walter was the manager for the Pirates for three. Kind of Nolan Ryan, no hitter. Like the guy's been in the game for a very, very long time. And, you know, he, he's just, he'll always say like, don't overcoach them early. He's like, once they ask you for help, you've got them. You know, you can help them with what maybe they feel is going really well. And in the back of your head, you know, it's going to fail at some point and you're going to come call like, you know, there's, I think a lot of young coaches and I, that was me like, no, this is the one way. Here we go. It's a one way street. You know, that's it. And now it's like, once they start to fail a little bit and see like, okay, I need some help. Boom. You got them. You know, you just every once in a while, you give them a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, Hey, maybe try this. Or that looks pretty good. Maybe try this just to see. Yeah. And then once games start to happen, they start to fail on some things. And then you, then you got them a little bit. And then you're like, okay, now we're going to scrap it. Here we go. Yeah. And so those are just, those are just little things where, you know, just try it and legitimately try it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and only it you sounds, are going to be the one that knows yeah. if you're doing it or not. Right. It sounds so simple. Um, but I mean, that was another thing that was really challenging. It's like coming in, obviously these guys had, a different pitching coach last year the year before that those guys had a different pitching coach so like there mm. it's just been constant so I think you know I think back to to the coaches that I had over the years like yourself coach Ishi, coach Nickel it's just like some consistency you know what I mean um, and I think uh, that that's just one of the if not the biggest thing for me is you know, consistently bring some kind of energy to practice to the field or, or to the weight room or like, you know, I'm going to ask you how your day's going or like, how's class going? Just a little bit of consistency. And, um, you know, I, I just am a big believer in that, I guess. Uh, so, but, but that's the biggest thing is it's really tough when you have, well, somebody else told me differently last year. Somebody else told me differently four months ago. Like, well, yep. sorry, man. I, I mean, this, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to try this at least. Like you said, we're just trying just, to add tools it. to the toolbox. Yeah. I'm trying to give you some more tools. That's it. We're not right. trying to make you worse. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think, I think uh, we touched on, pretty much everything that I had written down. I did want to ask you, you mentioned that uh, your wife now um, has a job with St. Thomas um, assistant strength and conditioning, you said, or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, you know, I I grew up in a household with two coaches, but 
at the same time, like they were just mom and dad to me. So I don't really understand what, what is it like? I mean, do you guys like compete over every single thing? Like what, I mean, what, how does it, how does that work? Um, I mean, we're obviously very competitive people. Um, but we try, I think, you know, I'm getting better at it. I think, um, you know, maybe she would disagree at times, but I, um, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> it's just it's one of those things like when we come home like we try and leave work at work and I think that has been a really good thing it's hard it's been harder this year this is the first place we've been where we don't we haven't worked at the same place like so we don't know the same people we you know we're still trying to figure out you know who the co-workers are who like just people that we can hang out with you know and um but she's obviously unbelievable at her job. I mean, she's way better than I am. Um, like I take a lot of stuff from her of just body movement stuff. Like how we lift at DCTC is based off, you know, what she believes in. Um, she's totally changed m- my thought process and how you warm up. Um, just you're being detailed. A lot of the culture stuff that we talk about has come from, you know, my wife and, you know, her and Jeff Jones, one of her old bosses and, mm-hmm. You know, those are just like trying, like I learned so much from her on a daily basis of just like trying to figure out how, how can I, it's just really cool when we go to events at St. Thomas and like other people come up and, and athletes of hers come up out of, out of the blue and just, hey, Coach B, how are you? Like, yeah, you can just tell that she builds a relationship with these kids that, you know, is, is unmatched. And I think then that's when people work hard and trust you and, I mean, she's really good at connecting with people. So that's one thing I, you know, I try and emulate with her is just like, how can I be the same consistent person every single day? And, you know, so it's fun. We, we compete obviously with different stuff and I'll, we'll throw our jabs in there once in a while, but (laughs) try try and keep it civil. Yeah, no, I mean, it's cool that, that just being, it all comes back to, to just being around the right people, you know, being in the right environment. Um, and I think, you know, if, if anyone has set a good example in doing that, it's, it's you certainly. So, um, obviously I don't want to get all, I don't want to get all sentimental, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's been cool to see you go all these different places and, and now in your new role, I can be like, yeah, that, that guy coached me one time, you know. Um, so it, it's cool to to follow your journey. It's been a unique one, I would say. Um, well, to say the least, really. Um, but but yeah, it, it, <laughs> I just have one last question. Um, okay. And you can you can spin this however you want. So, uh, what is your purpose? I mean, that's the uh, the ultimate question, isn't it? You know, your your purpose and for me my purpose is I want to serve others you know I think that's kind of why I love what I do and I think the junior college level is super interesting I mean my purpose is to wake up every day and hopefully you know be a really good husband you know and someone that can provide and you know to go to work every day and you know teach a couple classes and give at least kids the you know everything I got. And then obviously our team is just showing them like, I care. Like it's about all of us. You know, I want to see you achieve your dreams. You know, when I look back and 
I mean, you, you talk about watching me and my career, but it's just, it's the same for guys. Like I'll, I'll watch, you know, I see where you're going. You know, I see when you were still playing, like I check box scores all the time for games and teams that I used to work with and just to watch players, see what other guys are doing. Like those, that's why you do it. It's the relationships. It's, there's just so many ways, like the purpose all comes back to just, I think I just love relationships. I love seeing others achieve their dreams while hopefully, you know, I'm along for that ride. If I can be a small part in someone's achievement, like awesome. You know, like that's, that's all I want to do. I I had so many good mentors and, you know, my parents were both coaches also. And so growing up in the classroom, growing up on a field, I mean, I'm sure it's very similar to the experience that you had, but just seeing the impact that mom and dad had on other people. Mm -hmm. um, It's pretty cool. Uh, and that's, I just hope to be a small part of that in people's journeys throughout their lives. I mean, we're in such an incredible part of their lives at 18, 19, 20 years old. Like, you know, you just gotta, I kind of sit back every once in a while and just be like, man, like, this is pretty cool. Like, I hope I'm doing the right thing by them, you know? So hopefully, hopefully I'm doing something right. You know, it's, you never, you just have to wait and see, man. (laughs) <laughs> you just but have to wait just, and see. Yeah, you know, I just I want to want to put a smile on people's faces. I just I want to I want to see people succeed. Well, you nailed it. That's awesome. I think I think that's that's what we're after. And uh, yeah. I, I do thank you for your time. I know it's we picked the most hectic time of year for us <laughs> to do this. Yeah. <laughs> by by saying we, I mean me. Um, so. I wish you the nothing but the best this year. And, uh, again, thank you for your time and, and uh, your mentorship over the years, uh, staying in touch and, yeah. and us being able to do this. How many years down the line are we six years down the line? I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. I think so. It's, it's special. I mean, that's why we love what we do, man. It's, yeah. you know, I'm super happy for you. I mean, it seems like you're really enjoying it at Southwestern. That's awesome. Keep it going. I mean, I'm sure you're doing an awesome job down there. And if you need anything, and this podcast is super cool. Like, I mean, that's, you know, keep riding this thing out and see where it goes and, you know, meeting yeah. people and doing cool conversations. I mean, we're always after seeking more information. So if you can keep bringing us great info, Blake, I think that's a really good thing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been great, man. It's been great talking to you. I'm going to try to upload this thing tonight. So uh, okay. I'll shoot it over to you when I have it done. And uh, you can listen back and see what maybe we should have cut out. Maybe <laughs> well, no. what was good. Didn't feel you know, bad. Give me a little, give me a little five-star review too. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, I'll get you the yeah. retweets. I, I'll, I get some people out there to see you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Best of luck to you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, boy. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight.